is out there operating without any decent restraint, totally beyond the pale of any acceptable human conduct. CBR Street Gang, local law-abiding, standing by, over. Charging a man like murder in this place was like handing out speeding tickets at the Indy 500. This is a special uh, edition of Speaking Out. Jim Watkins here. Uh, there is just so much to talk about today. We're uh, getting uh, so much discussion on what's going on with Biden. And the Federalist makes a great case for one or the other. And the Democratic Party, uh, as I wrote in my column, uh, what is, is, is there Zillow in Moscow? Uh, read it. It's on jimwatkins1.com. And it talks about the fact that the Democratic Party today is in panic mode. They are in total panic mode. Now, because of the fact that this report came out from the Department of Justice on the documents handling of Joe Biden, they made the declaration that he was essentially mentally incompetent to stand trial. And even if he was found guilty, which the evidence certainly shows that he is guilty, uh, that they probably wouldn't convict the guy because he's essentially losing it. He didn't remember anything. So just a, a, a segment from David Harsinell's piece in The Federalist uh, it, it, where he writes, It shouldn't be overlooked that Biden was cognizant enough to blatantly lie first about not sharing classified material with a ghostwriter and then not having high classified documents in his possession. According to the Her report, Biden showed classified documents to the writer of Promise Me Dad and stored top-secret documents regarding Afghanistan in boxes in his Delaware garage. He concludes with this. You remember those leaked pictures of folders marked classified, splayed all over the floor at Mar-a-Lago? This is exactly the same. The same people who spent inordinate amounts of time cheering on the prosecutions of Donald Trump understand that no one is above the law, including Biden. And then Harsinell concludes, basically, that if he is too senile to be charged with a felony, and he has been charged with a felony, then what the hell is he doing being our president? It's one or the other. If he's truly mentally incompetent to face a trial, get convicted, and go to jail when he gets out of office, then, uh, then wouldn't he also be also equally incompetent to be the president and certainly incompetent to run for re-election as president. So yeah, pretty big day. And you can imagine what's going on in the mind of the circle of Biden because they can't run to Kamala. She has lower ratings than Biden. What are they going to do? Now, some of the theories that I hear being bantered about is Newsom making a last minute ditch Another possible theory or outcome could be the 25th Amendment uh, is invoked, Biden is removed, and they could move to put someone else in office. Uh, the thing is, everything right now is, is a crisis for Biden. Now we've got the Tucker Carlson interview with Putin that's out there. Everybody's talking about that, and that is going to be a bombshell. The media is not going to be able to squash it or suppress it. It's already out all over everywhere. Uh, I wrote that uh, I wanted to watch it because, you know, I'm used to being lied to by my politicians. This would be no different. 
in watching Putin. But the Democrats are really left without a uh, w- without a candidate at this at this moment. And then, of course, the 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 uh, caucus in Nevada was an overwhelming victory for Biden. My question is, when are the Republicans going to get on board? When are the Republicans going to get on board with supporting Trump? It seems to me that what's happening is that they are waiting till he has a victory for sure. And then they'll come out and support him and say he's the best guy in America, right? But until then, they're cautious and they're, they're restrained. And what's happening right now with the Democrats, as, as we heard on the program yesterday in talking to Kevin Stockland from the Epoch Times, is that they're galvanized. They're going out. They're getting the vote. They're at the supermarkets. They're at the youth concerts. They are wherever the people are. And they're signing people up to, to vote Democrat. They want to make sure that they get that win and they're out there and they're not afraid to get people, young people to fight for their causes, uh, abortion rights, uh, uh, gay rights, gender rights, black rights, uh, any, any kind of rights. Do you see a lot of conservatives out there signing people up? Where are they? What are they talking about? What are they promoting? The sanctity of life? Freedom? How about, how about a platform of we don't want to be uh, surveilled. We don't want to be tracked. We don't want to be watched on by our government. We don't want our government to suppress freedom of speech in our country on social media. Those are the issues that are conservative issues. Conservative issues, preserving the family, the, taking some of the power away from the Department of Education and the schools, taking some of the power away from some of these government agencies. Uh, that, that, that intercede when, when you don't affirm your child's gender identity, which we've seen happen in, of all places like Montana and Wyoming and Colorado and Washington State. Was it last week I told you there was an, a couple that had moved here from India, living in Washington, raising their daughter, going to school, and then the uh, Department of Children and Families threatens to, to take the, ch- the child away because the parents won't affirm her sexual identity. They left America to go back to India. What does that tell you about the state of the power structure in this country? And yes, despite the fact that the media has done a terrific job at lambasting Trump for now six years, longer really, seven, eight. uh, And and this comes out, and I want to share this with you while we have time. It's a bombshell. And unfortunately, all of the oxygen in the room is going, going to be sucked up by Biden's incompetent blubbering. But a new study examining the likely impact, this comes by way of the Epic Times. You can find it in the Epic Times. It's entitled, Mail-in Ballot Fraud Study Finds Trump Almost Certainly Won in 2020. A new study of mail-in ballot fraud challenges the official results of the 2020 presidential election. All right, so this isn't some ragtag online far-right journal. This is the Epic Times. This is world-respected, the Epic Times. Founded by a man who was tortured by the Communist Chinese Party. A new study examining the likely impact that fraudulent mail-in ballots had in the 2020 election concludes that the outcome would almost certainly have been different without the massive expansion of voting by mail. 
The Heartland Institute study tried to gauge the probable impact that fraudulent mail-in ballots cast for both then-candidate Joe Biden and his opponent, President Donald Trump, would have led on the overall 2020 election results, or uh, would have had. Uh, The study was based on data obtained from a Heartland Rasmussen survey in December that revealed that roughly one in five mail-in voters admitted to potentially fraudulent actions in the presidential election. One in five. That's 20% or higher. After the researchers carried out additional analysis of the data, they concluded that mail-in ballot fraud significantly impacted the 2020 presidential election. They also found that absent the huge expansion of mail-in ballots during the pandemic, which was often done without legislative approval, President Trump would mostly likely have won. Are you hearing me? Had the 2020 elections been conducted like every national election has been over the past two centuries, wherein the vast majority of voters showed up and showed their ID and cast their ballots rather than by doing it by mail, Donald Trump, in almost every scenario, would have shown to be the clear winner of the 2020 elections. It is the biggest story of the year. Over 43% of 2020 votes were cast by mail, the highest percentage in U.S. history, which means that if 20% of that 43% were fraudulent, uh, if you take those out, then it would have fallen in Trump's favor. He would have won four of the six Uh, key states, it would have been an overwhelming electoral victory for Donald Trump, which means that it's more than likely, based on this report and this extensive survey, that Joe Biden won because of a fraudulent mail-in ballot victory. Because too many people either filled in multiple ballots from multiple states, or they filled one in for their grandpa, or they filled one in for their blind grandma, or they filled one in for their puppy, whatever they had to do, one out of five ballots were fraudulent, which means people most likely voted twice, even three times. And that means that President Trump would be the sitting president. And that means we probably wouldn't be in a war with Ukraine. We probably wouldn't be paying $3.75 for gasoline. We probably... Uh, Hamas probably would not have attacked Israel because uh, because Iran would have not received a $6 billion surplus. Think of all the things that would not have happened if Trump had been declared the president in 2020. Now, I think that's a pretty big deal. And in light of the fact that the, we're watching Joe Biden fastly fade into oblivion, senility, I almost want to cry. I almost want to cry. Don't you want to cry? Be right back. You're listening to Speaking Out. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, the, the, there's been a response from the opposition, but um, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas, but it seems to be uh, a little over the top. 